0: Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. So most of the people listening are, you know, high paid professionals. They've mm-hmm. likely got kids, busy life. What are some epiphanies you've seen come up through this process that maybe might resonate with somebody, kind of inspire them to do these exercises? Because I, I think a lot yeah. of people are like, I'm just too busy. I'm might I make 200k at my job i don't need the side hustle stuff yep but that's not the point the point is to punch through the object and find out some kind of passion that makes yeah. lot money and you can write off some stuff exactly so that's the key is if you try to worry about the money too quickly in this process you will actually end up falling flat on your face right because it can happen very naturally and so the best thing you can do especially if you're busy is find ways to apply these strengths and these passions to different places that you're in right whether it be in the workplace at home with your family or kids. If you volunteer, do community stuff with your neighbors, strangers on the street, try out using some of these things. If it's just like, I'm going to use one strength or here's a passion I might be able to tie in. Uh, So give an example. Like for me, I remember when I was stock coaching back in the mid 2000s, I wasn't like, I wasn't hired because I was the the most brilliant trader. They hired me because I was a good coach. So they said, we'll train you the way we want you to be trained. We want you to teach these people, but we're hiring you mostly because you have good coaching skills, right? So already I was like a, the, the handicapped kid. They weren't expecting much out of me, and so I started to do that and I pick up and learn things. And one of those people, I just pick up on certain things, especially financial concepts really easily. And so I picked up on, it, I was like, okay, cool. And then I started to perfect on it. You know what? These guys, if they did this, maybe we can make this a little bit more effective here. And then I started to tie my passions in because I was getting bored. I was doing a good job, but I was. And so when I would teach them about trading stocks and options, There would always be like this flexibility. There would always be, out of the 16 sessions I would do with people, there'd be about seven or eight that you can just be flexible with, follow up on their trades, keep them accountable. And that would be the time I would take the opportunity to go teach something different or something more, maybe about economics or something like that. And we would have such fun conversations talking about that because they would be intrigued. They're like, oh, this is cool stuff. I like it. Some people call it intermarket analysis, but I would just talk about that kind of thing. And they would have so much fun with it that. What was interesting out of 60 coaches, I was like ranked number two with the positive feedback. I would have been number one, but there was a guy who was coaching double the clients as me. So he got technically more positive feedback than I got. But for percentage wise, I probably had the highest positive feedback. And and it was funny because I was the guy who predicted not to make it, right? So that was a big thing there. Other things I've learned too is I remember learning about being a you know leader and a teacher. And I have a mission statement that says through powerful conversations and faithfulness, I establish higher standards of service, perseverance, and stewardship to create happy, fruitful. Basically, my whole thing is about raising the bar. That's kind of my thing is, is raising the standard, raising the bar, just taking it to that next level. That's kind of like my whole life mission in general. And by the way, mission statements do help a lot sometimes in this case. And I remember I was volunteering at my, my church, and then they asked me, they said, hey, can you take care of the two-year-olds? And I'm like, yeah, I can teach the adults. I'm a good teacher. I'm a good leader. Like, do we teach the adults. No, we, we need help with the two-year-olds. I'm like, how am I supposed to be a leader and a teacher to two-year-olds? And then it dawned on me after a little while, I was like, wait, I may not be able to teach by word, but I can get on my hands and knees and interact with them and play with them. And I did. And the cool thing is, is that pretty soon they started responding. And even after I was done volunteering my time there, a lot of them would come up to me when all the parents come pick them up. and They would just put their arms up like they want me to hold them. That was pretty cool. Even though there was other women there who were much better caregivers than I was, right? Naturally. A lot of those women would just sit there and gossip. I would actually be there and and involved with the kids and create that connection. That's just the name of a few. That's just a normal life. But understand, I take all those same things and I plan my business too. I still connect and do things with people in business. I teach a lot. In fact, I am a teacher. That's the thing. It's like, get me to retire, which I've been financially independent twice in my life. Each of those times I could retire, I don't because I have this passion that I want to keep teaching and help people take it to that next level to not be mediocre, just like you teach on the show. And so those are the things you can start integrating and naturally money just follows. It's really easy especially if you start to figure out and hone in really what is your genius and just focus on that. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com/club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast Also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.